the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to California Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities throughout the state of California. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of this great state and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed entrepreneurs, along with business and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to California Business Connections. My guest today, he also has a heart for small businesses, all small businesses. And when they say I interview the rock stars of Silicon Valley, well, today, this guy, he's becoming a rock star of not only Silicon Valley, California, and eventually, I know, even around the world, how are you doing today, Mr. Chris Horton? Hey, Carl, thank you, my friend. I am doing well, living living, living a dream um, um, and being blessed every day and sharing that with society, my friend. <laughs> well, Chris, you know, normally I would I would say Chris Horton and some title, but Chris has been moving so fast. I see him at every major function. Chris, if you were introducing yourself, what title would you give yourself right now, Chris? Sure, sure. Yeah, right now, you know, my primary responsibility is to my nonprofit um, that's called Extending a Helping Hand. And there, you know, I'm um, the executive director of the Extending a, um, Extending a Helping Hand. With the work that I do, when I wake up in the morning, the alarm clock goes off, Carl, I get dressed <laughs> and I get in my car, I'm intentionally driving to a Black entrepreneur establishment. I'm driving to a Black church. I'm going to a Black chamber of commerce. So I'm intentionally going to the Black community. And in that capacity, when I introduce myself, um, I am the global director of strategic, strategic initiatives for the National Black Entrepreneurs Project. Hmm, global director. Say that again. Global director. Yeah. Yeah. Global director of strategic initiatives mm-hmm. for the National Black Entrepreneurs Project. And we're fortunate enough to have the global on there because of our stakeholders that we partner with over at the Milken Institute and some of the um, um, African um, um, connections that have been made, um, Kenya and Nigeria. Um, and so that's where the global pro- um, part comes into it because we have um, gone outside and abroad of the United man, States. Man, man, I love that. We're going to be diving deep into that. But Chris, I wanted the others to know you because I've known you for a while and every place that you've been and every bit of work you've done, you've always had just, ex- I mean, just extra stuff put on it, man. And I, I've, I've just loved how you have worked. But I wonder, Chris, you know, people don't know your background. And I would like for you to take a moment to tell your story on who is Chris Horton? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I love telling my story, man. You know, I was born in, you know, Narlands, Louisiana. Um, my mom and dad um, had me January 10th, 1970. About three years after my parents brought me into this world, you know, my grandma, my grandparents on my maternal side, they adopted me. 
we moved to a place um, outside of Houston, Texas, in the Gulf of Mexico called Galveston Island. Mm -hmm. uh, it's where Juneteenth started. Um, and so raised on Galveston Island, um, when I was six years old, my dad and I um, had a boat accident. My family was a fishing family. So every Saturday we were up four o'clock and out on the jetties fishing. It was a great time for my sister Tanya and I to spend together. But it was just a family thing we did every Saturday. And during June 76, um, the summer of 76, my dad and I went out by ourselves and we had a boat accident. The boat turned over. My dad drowned, saving me. But what started the journey for Chris Horton was watching the 76 Olympics with my dad and my mm. dad saying to me that he would love to see his son run in the Olympics one day. And so that began this journey of, 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 of accomplishing, right? I wanted to please my dad. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, maybe at a later time when I can come back on the show, I'll tell you the story is called Run Until It Rains. And it's this pursuit of Olympic glory um, for me to one day win an Olympic gold medal. And, you know, it starts to rain on me. And it, those are my dad's tears in heaven because he sees his son mm. accomplish mm. what he wanted. So I'd love to come back sometime, Carl, yeah. and tell that story. Um, oh. But, you know, Athletics really defined um, me because of the discipline that you got and the commitment to your teammates um, and how people relied upon you. But after my dad passed away, I was in a household. It was my mom, my aunt, my sister, and my three nieces. So I was the man of the house at six years old. And mm -hmm. my mom was very adamant about education. Education was the trade-off between my mom and I for me to be able to go and participate in recreational sports. You had to maintain a B average um, with my grades, and I could play sports. And so that was my way of you know, getting out of the projects um, and staying out of gangs and drugs and things like that. And so that really became um, uh, my pathway for me, you know, this pursuit um, athletically and professionally. I knew that athletics was my key off the island. It was my key um, um, to, it was actually my pathway to create um, where I wanted to go, who I wanted to be. And so um, athletics, you know, got me a, pa a pathway. I got off the island, um, pursued the Olympics, um, didn't make the Olympic team, um, came out to California in 93, went to college down in Santa Barbara. Um, when I got done with school, I moved here to the Bay Area. Um, and um, and that's where my my oldest daughter, Taya, um, was born. And I um, got over here to Napa Valley. And I've been here you know, for over 21 years now. I'm happy I got Taya, my 20-year-old. I got my son, Kristoff, um, my 19-year-old. My, my and then I have my youngest, Yasemin. Um, my oldest son, Tion, he and I didn't have much of a, a, a relationship because he and his mom lived somewhere separately from us. But mm -hmm. that's 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 the pathway. And, and it was my motivation to um, it was my motivation to drive hard, to work hard, to make commitment, um, to be disciplined so that I can get in a place where I never have to go back to poverty. Um, mm. I make certain that my kids didn't live in poverty, you know, and that whole thing about education. So I've always empowered myself. I've always thrived at further educating myself. And um, and so that, that that's where the pathway, you know, began for me. And then I got into residential home mortgage lending um, and got into the banking industry, um, had some success there. Um, and then I, I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I wanted to own my own business. I wanted to make the decisions about what it is I do because I believed I had an insight to certain things and I had a way to explore and analyze things that then I can make decisions. And the decision was to serve others. My mom taught me if you do good and put out good energy in the universe, the universe will also take care of you. And so that's where that serving came from. Um, that led me to starting a financial practice uh, with Mass Mutual Financial Group 10 years ago. Um, that's where I met you, Carl. I was mm -hmm. um, just beginning my career as a financial advisor in Silicon Valley. I didn't have any background, any friends, no familiarity with the area. And I thought about getting in the chamber industry. 
And that's when I became the vice president of the San Jose Silicon Valley Chamber of Commerce. Um, and um, from there, my forward thinking ideas landed me the president and CEO job for the Santa Clara Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. um, and during that time, that's when I got introduced to the SBDC, which is a small business development centers. Um, I saw them as a partnership in concert with the chamber and with the SBDCs to support um, mom and pop owner operator small businesses. And so that started my career with the SBDC, became a regional lending manager, Later, I launched an initiative called the Inclusivity Project because I wanted to make certain that Black and African Americans were inclusive in the American dream and the American opportunities. And so we were focused on supporting Black and African American-owned businesses. Um, and then it scaled from there to where we launched a national um, Black Entrepreneurs um, Project. Um, and um, that's where we are right now, and that's what we're doing today. <laughs> I love it, man. You know, your story and what you just shared is so important for folks to hear this who are aspiring to do things because mm -hmm. you at each of your different levels, you had an idea, you were forward thinking, you had this team concept, which is really, I mean, you like myself, I played sports too. And that's one of the things that you could take with you is that you learn when you're playing a team sport is, you know, in order for you to win, everybody's got to participate. You know, mm -hmm. we all depend on each other. Mm -hmm. And man, those are, those are characteristics and traits quote unquote, that help people become successful, not only in business, but in life. In I want right. I, I to make sure that those people who are hearing you now and are getting uh, encouraged and, and, and inspired and want to connect with you, Chris, take a moment and share with them the many different ways that people can connect with you, whether they're sponsors, whether they're potential clients that want to work with you, or they're interested more about your nonprofit. Give them ways, Chris, of how people can reach you. Sure. Yeah. Happy to do that. You know, folks, and, and I just want to share one thing with you, a couple of things. You know, I, I, I tell folks, um, listen, God didn't give me the talent, um, the drive, the exposure, um, the education, the experience that I have to take it to my grave. So it's, it's meant for me to share with you. And I'm not a secret. Um, I'm going to give you um, the website. I'm going to give you my cell phone. I'm going to give you my email address. Um, I am going to let you know because I am always super busy. You know, the best way to quickly reach out to me is by sending me a quick text message. Hey, Chris, this is so-and-so was on Carl's show on the radio show and heard you would like to connect with you. That's the quickest way. But the first thing is go to the website. Um, the website it's www.extending, extending A, the letter A for Apple, helping, H-E-L-P-I-N-G, hand, H-A-N-D, dot org. So you got extending a helping hand, dot org, O-R-G. My cell phone number is 408-823-823. 2660 and again 408-823-2660 and then my email it's long but it'll make you remember so <laughs> the email is my first name it's chris with a c-h-r-i-s at black entrepreneurs and that's b-l-a-c-k-e-n-t-r-e-p-r-e-n-e-u-r-s project p-r-o-j-e-c-t dot org so chris at black entrepreneurs project dot org man chris i want to do this chris because there's uh, a lot of stuff that i would like to talk to you about this black entrepreneurs project 
And mm-hmm. know what I'd like to ask you about your nonprofit, but I want to take the time to do that. So let's just take a little break right now. This is like the first half of our show, and we'll bring it back on the second half. Okay? Okay. We're going to leave it right there, right now. You're listening to California Business Connections. Join the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and watch your business grow. Participate in mixers, webinars, and training workshops to help start, finance, and grow your business. All with the help of the Chamber's certified Small Business Development Center's consultants for free. That's right. Sign up for one-on-one help from a certified Small Business Development Expert Advisor for free. Call 408-288-8806 or visit blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Bay Area residents, we need your help. The coronavirus has affected everyone, and that includes Silicon Valley. Nonprofits that help small businesses like our Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce are in dire need of support. Your support helps us support and assist small businesses with workshop webinars and even one-on-one technical training for free. Please give, whether it's your time, your volunteer expertise, or donations. Go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com and see how we help Bay Area communities. Now, back to California Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. Welcome back. I'm Carl Davis Jr. And you're listening to California Business Connections. My guest today is Mr. Chris Horton. And man, Chris was sharing something with me uh, during the break that I just felt it was so powerful. I want him to say it to our audience because I know it's going to inspire folks. Chris, share with me what you, what we were talking about a little bit during the break. Oh, sure. Yeah, I was just, you know, Carl and I was just talking about, you know, how quickly the first portion of the, the show had gone. And I was saying, yeah, you know, I, I there's so much more that could be said. But I want to make sure that I get highlights so that folks can get the just that Chris Horton is an individual that has been faced with challenges and have overcome those challenges and made a conscious effort um, to to strive through those. Um, really, you know, <laughs> I really strive to do this here is that at the end of the day, that because of the work that I've done at the end of the day, I can lay my head down and go to sleep. And I don't owe anyone an apology and I don't have to look over my shoulders so I can peacefully rest when it's time for me to rest. Man, I love that, Chris. Chris, you you said earlier the title that you had, that you were the you were the global director of the strategic initiatives for the National Entrepreneurs Project. You know, what is that? Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep it real simple for you, because, listen, here's what you got. At the end of the day, we're all human beings. Right. Um, the, you know, my pastor and I was talking and we were talking about, you know, when we leave this earth. Right. One of the things that I want to do is create a legacy. And this work that I'm doing is my legacy. So when you look at the National Black Entrepreneurs Project, when you look at extending a helping hand, extending a helping hand is exactly that is, you know, my team and I and my partners and stakeholders, we're extending a hand where you are to help you overcome or to address any challenges or issues, both professionally and personally. So if you were to take a look at it and say you have two pillars on one side, you got the professional side. So supporting black entrepreneurship. It is our belief that entrepreneurship is a pathway out of poverty. Okay, And so if we can help black businesses, if we can foster and encourage more black and African-Americans to start your own business, that thing that I was just telling you about when we leave this earth, that is an asset that you can transfer to a family member. But if you are an employee, a W-2 employee, nine to five, when your time, when God calls you home, you can't transfer your employment to your family. 
You can't leave a legacy. I hope you're participating in an employer sponsored program and you're putting into a 401k or you've got your own IRA. But that's the first part is creating, fostering and creating a pathway out of poverty. And when we do that, then it translates over into our personal life now, because now what that allows us to do, it allows us to create and accumulate wealth. And then by that accumulation of wealth, we can then create a generational cycle of wealth. And then that way it allows us to live our very best lives and we too can leave a legacy. That's what we're doing at the National Black Entrepreneurs Project. Wow, man, that's powerful. You know, you were talking about this pathway out of poverty. You and I know part of it, not all of it, but part of it is your mindset. Mm -hmm. you know, mindset is huge because when someone has a mindset that they're going to do something, it's pretty hard to stop them. And yet there are opportunities that need to be available for them. I mean, I'm a little bit older than you, Chris, and I was one of those those uh, uh, babies that, uh, you know, when they're talking about uh, initiatives that helped African-Americans, you know, uh, I was a part of that. That's how I got hired at IBM. You know, they mm -hmm. were looking for black engineers or black programmers. And and because they were looking for that, I got a chance. So I had to, the will to do something, but I needed that opportunity. And you and I both know, Chris, because you represent and you help small businesses, small businesses, especially in the contracting area, they can be, you know, well equipped to do good work. But if they don't get an opportunity to do it, you still don't get that contract. I, I said a little bit about that because you mentioned a little bit about your legacy. And Chris, already you have a legacy because you helped start through the SBDC, that inclusivity project. That was your brain thrust. That was your idea. I'm hoping and believing that's going to stay around for a while. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Because I want to spend more time on your nonprofit. But tell us about what you did with the inclusivity project at, sure. at the time you were SBDC. Sure. Yeah. You know, the, the inclusivity project came about um, as a, a re in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, where we had more than a million black and African-American owned businesses um, at the beginning of the, of the pandemic. Within two months of that pandemic, we lost four hundred and forty thousand. Let me repeat that number, folks. You got a million black and African-American owned businesses. And in two months, 60 days, four hundred and forty thousand shut their doors permanently forever. When I share that with folks, that is that that was my motivator. It kept me up at night thinking about 440,000 households having financial uncertainty. And any of those households had children. Now those children have their house, they have their lifestyle disrupted now. And so it was it was it was, you know, um, mind boggling to me because the SBDC um, infrastructure covers the entire country. We serve the entire country. So for these 440,000 um, Black and African Americans to not know to go to an SBDC or find an SBDC, that prompted me to get out and do something, to be out there, to be on the street, not waiting for you to find me, but let me come find you and bring the services to you. And then you take the George Floyd uh, murder, you know, hey, with all the social and racial unrest going on around the country, we have a we, we are positioned with our infrastructure at the SBDC to be instrumental in calming that noise of, of, of racial and social unrest going on around the country. So we launched out, um, you know, my leadership um, at Northern California um, SBDC, they embraced, you know, the vision I had and, and, and you know, put the funding behind it for us to do that. Um, and so we launched out to provide technical assistance to Black and African-American-owned businesses. 
We launched out to connect those Black and African-American businesses with um, um, financing, let it be debt financing, equity financing, grant financing. Um, we wanted to start new businesses. You know, our first goal was to pursue um, starting 100 new Black and African-American-owned businesses. And um, we wanted 50% of them to be mm -hmm. Black women-owned businesses because data and statistics are showing that women-led organizations outperforming male counterparts. Mm -hmm. Wow, I like that, man. I like that. You know, I want to talk about what you need because we got about four or five minutes left. And I want to talk about what you need, Chris, whether it's partnerships, whether it's sponsorship, whether it's volunteers, whether it's other visionary folks who have visions that come alongside your vision and you guys work together. You know, tell us what you need, Chris, to help push this project forward. Sure, sure. The number one thing that's needed is, um, you know, having other ambassadors out there um, um, informing folks to reach out to the National Black Entrepreneurs Project. That's the first thing is spread the word. You know, if everybody told one person and that one person told one person, then we can all have access. The, 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 the recipe that we've come up with here at the National Black Entrepreneurs Project is this. It's four ingredients. The first one is awareness. We got to raise awareness in our communities. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know where to go to find what we don't know. So let's raise awareness, right? Let's turn the lights on. Second thing is access. Once we know, now, now that we know what we didn't know, well, where do I go to get help, to get guidance, to get feedback, to get some mentorship? So awareness and then access to, the, the, to those that can help with it. The most critical part is education. Education is the most critical um, element in this in this um, recipe, because mm -hmm. now you know what's out there, how it works, how it can hurt you, how it can benefit you, how it affords you to do those things that are most important to you. And the last ingredient, it's accountability. Now you got to apply what it is that we brought to your attention. We gave you access and told you where to go get help. We've educated you on how to use it, how to, to make certain that it can enhance and advance your life. Now we're going to hold you accountable to make certain that you apply what we've taught you. So that's what we're looking to do. Definitely welcome open door policy, looking for partners, um, looking for um, um, those that want to be stakeholders um, and, and in any capacity. It doesn't mean you have to you know, want to be part of everything that we're doing. You know, it can be on the personal side. It can be on the business side. Um, you know, it can be being part of a network where you got a group of peers that can all connect together. But that's what we're looking for. Man, I love that. You know, you shared some information the other day in a meeting I was in with you about some dollars that are coming to California that really don't have, quote unquote, marketing dollars around them. So people don't know. Can you share a little bit of that for our listeners? Because many of our listeners are, you know, African-American business owners and they'd like to hear about this. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. So here's what you got. There's something that the Treasury has done. It's called the State Small Business Credit Initiative. And what that is, it's small business funding. Um, it's funding that's been provided to support small business in the state of California. We got $1.2 billion. You got $600 million that went to the California um, um, California Capital Access Program. So Treasurer Ma um, is, is running that. Um, and then you have $400 million that's gone over to um, iBank um, and um, Executive Director um, Scott Wu is um, running that. Um, that's where I really want to spend time talking about the state small business credit initiative because I intimately understand the iBank's program called um, Small Business Loan Guarantee Program. This is where the state issues a financial institution an 80% guarantee 
on a loan. The loan can be up to 20 million inside. It can be as small as $10,000, right? But you get an 80% guarantee with a maximum cap at $5 million. So financial institutions will underwrite the loan. The state, can, the state will put a guarantee on it. It's to minimize and mitigate the bank's exposure to risk, to encourage them now to say yes more often. The kicker to this, folks, is this. You got a $400 million fund. The, the, the program actually put a 10 multiplier on that 400 million. So that now gives you a fund of $4 billion of guaranteed money that we need to de deploy over the next five years. So again, gave you the website, mm -hmm. gave yeah. you the cell phone number, gave you the um, email address. Reach out and explore if this is something that you can get access to to support an idea that you have today that we can help you take that pre-venture to ideation and to launch, or you have an existing business that you're trying to grow or scale or expand. Reach out. Don't be shy. Don't be bashful. Man, Chris, we're going to have to invite you back, Chris. Man, we're out of time right now. I want to thank my okay. guest, Mr. Chris Horton, Global Director of Strategic Initiatives for the National Entrepreneur Project. So until we meet again, remember, whether it's education, health, even politics and sports, it's all about business. Stay safe and stay connected. You're listening to California Business Connections. You've been listening to California Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr., brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. For more information about today's show, go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email Carl at carldavisjr at comcast.net. That's carldavisjr at comcast.net. Keeping you connected. California Business Connections. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.